What's going on, everybody? It is Colin. This is Colin's Conversations. And today we've got Trey Nash, a young musician out of Texas. Recorded this one via computer, so there's a little bit of audio issues, but there's some great content. So I hope everybody could hear it well. And let me know what you think, both of the interview and of his project, Loan. Check that out if you haven't after the interview. All right, we are on Collins Conversations. I'll let you introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, where you're from, and how you got started. Uh, my name is Stephen Nash, otherwise known as Trey Nash. Um, I guess you can consider me a rapper. Um, I have one album out right now, Lone. That's what the album's called. Uh, it came out in October. It's been doing fairly great. Um, I'm from Texas, DeSoto, Texas, Dallas, Texas, and the Metroplex. Uh, how I got started, I've always been around music as a little kid. Um, I remember late nights, I used to ride around with my dad and we used to just listen to all types of music. And that's how I was exposed to all types of music. Country, rock, blues, all of it. I was exposed to everything. And I've always, like I said, I've always been around it, um, but I've never wanted to become a rapper or I've never wanted to become a, like a part of it. But um, I just decided one day to just try it out and I kind of fell in love with it. Fell in love with making music, fell in love with constructing it, deconstructing it and everything else that comes with it. And so now here I am. Absolutely. So uh, you're you're from Texas. Have you lived in Texas your whole life? Uh, yes, sir. And uh, you're looking, you're what, early 20s? No. No? Younger. Late teens? Yeah. Nice. So are you too young to know about all the, you know, the chopped and screwed scene and everything like that, or is it? Oh, man, I, man, I, I, I love nostalgia things, and yeah, I, I know about the chopped and screwed things. That's one of my dad's favorite things. Absolutely. That, that was when I was in high school, kind of, even up north, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, but like we've always had that little like spinal tap to the southern culture in, in, in yeah. the Midwest land. Um, of the Texas rappers that you've known from previous and current, who are your top three Texas rappers? Top three Texas rappers. Um, I would have to say Travis Scott has to be up there. Uh, Kevin Abstract has to be up there. And then I'll say maybe somebody like Scarface. Maybe. Gotcha. And uh, I saw that your music is doing best in, let's pull that back up. Oops. Help if I didn't close Spotify. You're, I believe it was uh, in somewhere in California and then New York you were doing best. What are you doing to get your music out there and getting it to different people that aren't just in the Texas scene? Um, I just, it's really all about promotion. I post, uh, when I first dropped my album, I posted it everywhere. Uh, I posted like trailers for it on YouTube and stuff. I deleted them now, but I posted it everywhere just to like hope that it got it. And I asked everybody to like repost it, you know, and I guess that's how they got a hold of it. Absolutely. And uh, you kind of mentioned that you never really wanted to be a rapper and get into the scene. What was that driving force that was like, all right, I want to go make my own project. I want to take the time to record and do it all. Um. Okay, what happened was it was it was this weird thing. Um, I was with my family and the photographer, uh, he usually takes our pictures every time. And I guess I was freestyling with one of my friends and I guess I did good, which I don't know how I can't freestyle at all, but he <laughs> died and he was like, um, I see you're really into this music thing. And I was like, nah, man, I'm not really into it. It's just for fun, I'm just doing it. And he was like, I want you to take it seriously. 
And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, when I, whenever I come back to take y'all pictures, whenever I come back to um, see you or whatever, I want you to tell me the progress you've made and the things you've done to further your music career. And ever since then, I've just had the motivation to just do it. Is he the same guy that did your album cover? The photo no, on I, that? I did my album cover. Did you did uh, Photoshop or what did you use to make that? It was a, a video that my cousin took maybe like a year ago, and I just screenshotted a, a screenshot of that video, and I went to the Photoshop app and you know Photoshopped it into an album cover. Absolutely. Uh, tell us a little bit more about Loan. That's the project that uh, came out in what October, right? There. <clears throat> uh, tell us all about it. it it's not really uh, like you. You've kind of said yourself that you try not to be the same sound as everybody else. How would you describe the sound? How would you describe the project from start to finish? Um, the project from start to finish, I think every every song has its own sound. Like every song, if I was to perform it live, every song would have different lights. And what I mean by that is every song represents a, 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 a different mood. If you look at the song Stay, you'll, you'll get like a, a Korean, kind of like, not a Korean, but a, a Hawaiian type mood. If you listen to the song, the, the song Stop, you'll get like a black feeling like a, a very a very turned up hype feeling and stuff like that but yeah the whole album no song sounds the same to me but everything just sounds like perfect chaos if that's if that if that it that's a good description but every song is different and yeah you, you mentioned four or five different colors there and i've heard other musicians um kind of say how they they see music in colors is that something that relates to you as well yeah Definitely. If I hear a song, I can automatically, uh, every song gives me a type of mood and every mood gives me a type of color. So yeah, I can see that correlation. And when you're not making music and not writing stuff, what, what are you doing to use up your time? What am I doing to use up my time? Um, I have uh, a clothing brand out under the same title, Long. The uh, clothing brand actually came out before the album. So yeah, I have a clothing brand now, but most of the time I just spend a lot of my time looking for inspiration. Like I said, I'm very much into music. I'm very much around music. So I usually just listen to music, looking for inspiration. And uh, clothing line is for somebody that's, you know, still in their teens. What made you want to get into fashion and clothing and things like that? Uh, one of my favorite artists ever uh, is Tyler, the creator. And Tyler has a clothing line and I absolutely like adore everything that he's made and so I always looked at myself like man I want to make my clothing line I want to have somebody else wear my ideas and things like that so that gave me the inspiration and how are you producing these clothes how am I producing these clothes this this place called Printify uh obviously I want to move up more but for now it's this website called Printify that's helping me um produce these clothes yeah I've heard of Printify um I, I, a lot of merch that I've put out in the past for different businesses and things, I've used a service called Teespring. I don't know if you've heard of them, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, pretty similar. It's kind of both of them. You kind of they allow you to set up your own sh shop and kind of you don't really have to hold merchandise, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, as a clothing brand, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to just do shirts? You're trying to get into shoes? Trying to get take over like an entire outfit? Or what? Are you, what's your goal with the loan clothing? Uh, right now, I'm I'm just focusing on hoodies and shirts and things like that. But obviously I want to branch out to maybe pants and things like that, definitely shoes. But I don't know if I want to make my own shoes. I, in the future, I kind of want to collab with somebody, maybe like Converse or something like that to make it like a collab type shoe. Gotcha. And uh, 
shoes, fashion, music. The only thing I haven't heard is mo- looking to get into movies and film and that type of stuff too. Yeah, um, I'm actually, hopefully I'm going to college majoring in theater. Um, uh, I write a lot of things. I've written short films, I've written TV shows, movies. None have came into production, but I hope to make those a production when I get the right materials and things like that. Are, I haven't seen much of, if any, videos for the songs off alone. Is that is that something that's coming soon? Yeah, it's definitely coming soon. It's, it's for sure, for sure coming before my uh, sophomore album. And what made you decide to go with a full project opposed to just dropping maybe an EP or a couple singles here and there? Um, I actually had these song. I actually had these songs for a long time. They were always in my. Uh, they were always on my laptop. And I used to just procrastinate, like dropping them. I used to make them, they were fully done. And I used to procrastinate, like, man, I don't know if people will like this. I don't know if people are going to connect with it. But, and I was at first going to drop the EP. Um, I actually dropped the single first, but I just, it was just one Thursday night and I was just reading about all the rappers who were dropping their stuff. And I was just like, man, let me just do it. So I just, I don't know where the inspiration came from, but I just had the inspiration to just do it and I did it. And are, are you uploading everything manually? Are you using a distribution service? How are you going about all that? Um, I'm using DistroKid. That's been real popular lately. How do you like that? Uh, it's very, it's very good. Um, they they always come up with new ideas before other distribution services. Like they come up, they just uh, came up with this idea. I forgot what exactly what it's called, but you know how. Let's just say you're you post the uh, music on Instagram and you know how like you can do the lyrics to where it like scrolls with the song. They just came up with that. They're the first dish, uh, distri- distributing company to uh, do that actually. Yeah, I think that's one area that a lot of uh, musicians and artists are kind of just screwing themselves over at is not taking the time to really put out the, the lyrics on different services for people to really get, you know, you can listen to it, that's great. But if you could also read along with the lyrics and really know and kind of get that background of story, that's kind of what I really like to do on the podcast is kind of, if, if I, there's a song I like or a song that you're listening to and you're kind of like, you know what, there's something else to it, to have that extra piece that behind the scenes or kind of the extra story, it makes you really like songs a lot more. Yeah. A lot of people like to deconstruct songs like that. Like me, for instance, I, I, when I, whenever I hear a song and I, I listen heavily on lyrics um, in production. Uh, so when I'm, when I'm listening to a song, if I really want to dive deep into the lyrics, I go to somewhere like Jeans and look at the meaning behind the lyrics, look at all the cohesiveness in the lyrics and things like that. Who's your favorite lyricist, either locally or nationally? My favorite lyricist right now has to be Kendrick Lamar. And, and what makes Kendrick that stand out for you? Man, Kendrick Lamar is his bars are like out of this world. Like I was listening to um nostalgia, the song he made with Pusha T, and he said something like nine times out of ten people don't pay attention, but when it's tension in the air, nines come with extensions. Like that's crazy. I would ever think of that in my wildest dreams. Hopefully, I can get to that point, but nah, not right now. And uh, when you first started out, I mean, you're, it sounds like you've been doing it a little bit, but not a long, long time. But have, do you kind of take somebody else's melody or their bars and kind of adapt them to yours? Or do you just have this thing going on in your head? How does it, one of your songs typically come together if there is a typical process? Uh, one of my songs typically uh, typically come together. Um, let's just say I'll listen to a song. Like I said, I listen to a lot of songs for inspiration and things like that. So 
I would listen to a song for inspiration and I'll like listen to how they're flowing or what they're writing about or maybe even to the production. And then I'll begin production or maybe even writing a song. And sometimes like, I, sometimes I will use a part of their flow because obviously it's hard to do something that's never been done before. It's hard to write something that's never been done before. So how I handle that is I just use it as inspiration. So I'll just be listening to a Kevin Abstract song and I like the way he's flowing on the song. So I'll use that flow to write a song of my own, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of, you're, you're not taking it from them. You're just taking the inspiration and running with it. And uh, in hip hop, in rap, there's a, a big uh, controversy of the people that either write their own stuff or the people that have ghostwriters and whatnot. Is, is somebody less of a rapper if they have somebody else help them make make the song? Um, I think I think that's kind of hard because most of the time, I credit people who credit writers. Like let's say Kanye, Kanye has like six, seven, eight writers on his songs. But then it's some it's people who um, put out songs and they obviously have writers. They obviously have ghostwriters that they don't credit. But I don't think that makes you less of a less of a rapper. I mean. You look at somebody like Cardi B, who doesn't really, you know, write her songs like that, but she's one of the biggest rappers in the world, and she could probably out-rap most of you know, the songs. So I think probably even some males, you know? So I don't think that makes you less of a rapper. Obviously, I don't want to call it a crutch, but obviously it helps, but I don't think that makes you less of a rapper. Gotcha, yeah. How I fall out, I don't think it makes you less of a rapper. It just kind of takes the rapper title away and puts you kind of more into the entertainer. Or yeah. like, like you mentioned, a Kanye, like he's not out here trying to say I, I write the best bars, but he is trying to say I do the most creative, crazy shit. And I mean, he pretty much comes up with that every time. Definitely. I mean, yeah, he always says that he's the best artist, you know? Absolutely. If you could not listen to music for one month, what, what would happen to you? Man, if I couldn't listen to music for one month, I think all all my inspiration would be sucked dry. I don't think I can without music, if that makes sense. Like when I'm riding to school, put in my hip music. Even when I'm in school doing my homework, put in I mean, even when I'm in school doing my classwork, put in headphones, listen to music. I listen to music more than I talk to people at this point. Do you play any uh, instruments or do you just kind of do the vocal parts? Um, I play, I play, um, I don't know how to describe this. I don't know how to get on, like, let's just say I have a, a keyboard upstairs. I don't know how to just get on the piano and just start playing, but I've learned certain songs and melodies on the keyboard that I can obviously play. I wanna I wanna start learning guitar and other things like that, but for right now, no, it's just the keyboard. And are you making all your own beats? Are you getting those off YouTube? Where are the beats for your music coming from? Um, I, I, I mostly make my own beats. Sometimes I'll, I'll probably get a sample off YouTube with things like that. But yeah, for, mo for the most for the most part, I make my own beats. And what software are you using to make all your music? Are, are you just going through GarageBand or another type of DAW? What are you using? Uh, I, on my first album, I used, um, I didn't have, a, I didn't really have a software. So for my beats or whatever, I use this uh, app called Audio Tool. And basically, it like it's kind of like FL Studio, but I think it's it's really, really, really more intricate. And so once I made the 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 beat, the the ground for it, uh, I take it over to this website called BandLab. That's where I add the samples and the sound and things like that. And that kind of sounds like a nice like segue to what I always try to work in is part part of this is talking about everybody. Part of it's marketing, but another thing I do is a lot of technology stuff. As somebody that's musical and technical savvy, 
what are the top three websites that you use throughout your day to keep you moving? To keep me motivated? To keep you moving, whether it's oh. to get stuff done or make stuff. Top three websites. Uh, YouTube, because you can get, like I said, a, a lot of... Uh, a lot of inspiration off YouTube. You can find sounds, you can find drum patterns and things like that off YouTube. Um, I think, yeah, audio tool because it's, it's really it's really intricate. You can slow songs down, speed songs up, slow certain parts down in the song, speed certain parts up. And I would, yeah, once again, I'll say BandLab because it's it's really easy to add a sample. It's really easy to just hook a, hook a keyboard up and, and play certain sounds. So yeah, I would say YouTube, audio, and BandLab. The last one, band, B-A-N-D lab. Hmm? Gotcha. I hadn't heard of that one. I always like to look them up for the few things I haven't heard of. And those are websites, but what about the top three apps? Are, are they kind of the mirror of the websites or what three apps are you using most? Uh, top three apps, um, I'm using GarageBand. GarageBand is really easy. It's this software called Ableton or yeah, I think Ableton. And sometimes I'll, I'll use FL Studio. I don't have it, but some of my friends have it and I just play around on that. Gotcha. And uh, are you, from what I could tell, you're not very active on social media. Is social media not a big thing to you or kind of just haven't had time for it lately? Um, Man, so, yeah, social media is just not that big of a deal to me. I don't, because some people, they wrap their lives around social media. Some people, if they post a picture and they don't get a certain amount of likes or a certain amount of comments, it just destroys their day. And also for someone like me who gets like a lot of criticism off of social media, social media can make or break me because I can wake up and get my ego stroked. I can wake up and somebody could be like, oh yeah, that song really, really was fire. But then I could wake up and somebody says, okay, that song is trash. So I could either get my ego stroked or ego destroyed in like one, one, one millisecond. So, okay, my bad. But yeah, I can ego... I can either get my uh, ego stroked or ego destroyed in one millisecond. So I try to, um, I try to stay off of it for the most part. And do you think that uh, has any hindrance on your promotion of music, or do you find other ways to promote? Uh, I definitely uh, find other ways to promote. Um, I, but yeah, it's the Instagram, social media that they, they are my. You know, if I, if I. I'm dropping something like a music video or a short film or something like that. I immediately go to social media and post it, make sure people go check it out. But I don't, I don't stay on uh, social media like that. Gotcha. And uh, you mentioned that uh, the online criticism could either give you the real big highs or the real big lows. Do you have any tips for people on dealing with online criticism? Man, I always focus on this. Do what makes you happy. Obviously, um, you have to look at what people are listening to and things like that to really get in, in into the mainstream music section uh, at this point in music. But do what makes you happy, man. If, if, if people are criticizing what you're doing, do what makes you happy. If you want to put those certain sounds in your song, if you want to uh, rap that certain way or you want to flow on your song that certain way, do what makes you happy. Because eventually... Um, the money's going to come, you know, because that's what people really worry about when they get criticism. Like, oh, is this going to affect the uh, success of my song? Is this going to affect, you know, the uh, the production and stuff like that? The money's going to come. I, I, I try to tell a lot of people, like, money shouldn't be the reason as to why you make music. Money shouldn't be the reason as to why you do a lot of things. It should be the love for it and the passion for it and things like that. Because if you have the love and the passion 
let's let's just say for me, I have the love and the passion for making music, which means I'm going to continue to get better and better. And as I get better and better, there's more opportunities and more opportunities for money and stuff like that. So money shouldn't be the sole reason as to why you're doing what you're doing. Absolutely. I, I think you hit on a really good point there. The people that do make money in, in music are it's because you didn't see the 20 years that they've been losing money and all exactly. of a sudden everything's kind of coming together where you know a lot of people nowadays they, they see somebody get a hundred thousand streams or you know however many streams on a song and they're like oh i could do that but they don't really factor in the amount of money that people are putting in for promotion or going to a studio and paying an engineer to mix their stuff and master it to make sure that it sounds good and i mean it's crazy when i look at because I, I do a little bit of representing a few artists and what they make and what you guys make for one stream on a song is ridiculous like point zero 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 three of a penny like that shit is crazy how that's even a fraction real number is insane <laughs> yes but uh i've learned that um title is actually where people make the most money because title per screen gives you way way more than spotify or anything else like that yeah your only limit there is that there's you know there's so many more people on the apple music or a spotify like it not that many people have title where title i think is kind of just that specialty market where people that are on there care more about you know paying for the music and things like that they're more worried about the quality of the sounds of the sounds mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm sorry that was my mom hi mom mommy said hi hi <laughs> um and the same day that you uh, responded to the podcast request i also had um another person she uh, just did her, her interview the other day autumn uh false underscore singer what what about the younger generation are you guys listening to more podcasts are you just liking the stuff that comes from the the video version of podcasts what's podcasts like for the youth in texas nah podcasting i actually like i actually had a podcast for one, of my, one of my friends i don't have it anymore but podcasts are really informational like podcasts can help you learn a lot of things a lot of people don't listen to podcasts which i think should start doing yeah, I think I saw there's like, I forget the number, an insane amount of podcasts nowadays just because of how easy it is to start. But another one, like we were saying, how with the Spotify, with how, how little there is in revenue there, I think it was like 90% of podcasts don't make it past eight episodes, which is crazy. People are just, you know, they get frustrated that it's hard to get views and hard to get things. What makes for a good podcast for you to listen to? Um, Obviously, it has to be entertaining that's that's one thing if, if you were doing the same thing every episode that's not going to be entertaining to me at all uh another thing is asked to be informational but nowadays everything that i do i'm either i'm either practicing something that i already know or i'm trying to learn something and so if 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 you have a podcast and you aren't really teaching me anything if you aren't really teaching me new uh tips and tricks on how to do things better or it, it could be something as just teaching me how you do what you do if you aren't doing that then it's not going to be entertaining to me it's not it's not going to be i'm not going to be able to, it's not going to be good for me to watch because I, I'm, I feel like i'm wasting my time i'm glad you said that because that pretty much hits dead on what colin's conversation is trying trying to do <clears throat> kind of I, I picked having entertainers educators and um entrepreneurs kind of as the the main three type of people because if you're entertaining that people want to watch you if you're educating people want to watch you and if you're actually doing things and taking your passions into making money people want to lear learn about that too so like you said every episode of mine is kind of the same format more or less but 
depending on the guest, like if you're in Texas, we get to talk about things in Texas. If you do music, we get to talk about music instead of business or whatever, which kind of makes it like the goal is in like 10 years to hit that Joe Rogan level of just like everybody that's interesting comes through my doors and we have a, a quick two hour conversation. I get to learn, I audience gets to learn. And you know, if I could make Joe Rogan money, that's even better. But that's that, like you said, that's secondary. I think Joe, Joe Rogan should, it's certain people in certain industries uh, that people should look up to. Like, like you said, if you're doing podcasts, Joe Rogan should be the person that you're looking up to because he has everybody on his podcast. No matter what they're doing, he'll have, um, let's just say, the world's top comedian on his podcast. I think he, I think he's had Dave Chappelle on his podcast, man. but he has, he's can have the world's top comedian. Then he'll turn around and have like Neil deGrasse Tyson on his podcast. It's crazy, but yeah, I think that's what everybody should try to be. Or uh, that that's probably the the level that everybody should try to be at when it comes to podcasts. Absolutely. When this episode comes out, it'll be sometime in uh, January. But what are some of your top goals or resolutions for 2020? Uh, top goals or resolutions. I think one of my top goals is definitely to drop my sophomore album um, and to expand on that, have it be bigger and better than my uh, first album. Um, to make another season of the clothing brand, because a lot of the same clothes and things have been on the clothing brand. Um, I really, I like setting really big goals for myself. I really want to, um, start a TV show and I, no matter if it, if it, if I have to post it on YouTube in order to bring following to it and stuff like that, I really want to start a TV show with a lot of my friends. My life is, I don't have the average life. My life is pretty, it's pretty, so I feel like if I can make a TV show out of it, if I can kind of document my life like that, I feel like it'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, those are three of my top three goals. Have you started uh, doing any vlogging or anything like that? Uh, no, I actually talked to a bunch of my friends about that actually yesterday. We talked about, um, we were all like, man, our lives are interesting. If we were to vlog, that would be really, really interesting. And we can make, uh, we can make probably tons of money from it too. Um, but yeah, if we could just vlog and get our, and get our life out there and just have fun doing it, that, that'd be really exciting. Absolutely. Um, one thing that I noticed that's definitely missing from, I mean, you're one of, definitely one of the more ambitious younger dudes I've talked to recently, but what's stopping you from having a website to kind of be the center home to A, have a place to sell the clothing, show off the music, show off the new projects all in one? Man, I, th I feel like I haven't really searched into it like I should be, but I feel like I, I just need to research more, you know? Get, uh, I need to figure out how to get that website, how to you know, funded and things like that. They're they're definitely much more obtainable than people think. And it's certainly one of the things that you want to do um, sooner than later. I mean, you don't want to have eight projects out then you got to backload all this information. Or, you know, you, the way yeah. that I look at uh, website is Instagram and things like that. A lot of people can't control algorithms, obviously. Your views might not be where they were, but you could still push people to a website which then you could have ads on and you could have just the center of everything and kind of make it a lot easier for people to buy your clothes or get your music or any of the other things like that. As far as getting one, you need a domain. It's like 15 bucks a year. You need hosting, 10 to 12 bucks a month. And you, I mean, you seem like you're pretty apt in learning new online things. You can figure out how to build a WordPress site in a day. You know, it's, it's not a hard thing. 
Um, but definitely something I'd recommend you do sooner than later, especially if you're going to keep trying to get on podcasts and things like that. It's, yeah. it's or for fans, it's just a lot easier. You know, you can just go to TreyNash.com. It's available, by the way. I checked before we, we went, went on with this. But you should buy that up, you know, just secure your name. So that way, when you're building your name, building your brand, you have that. Um, last couple things that I want to work into is back to um, your your album. If somebody was only going to listen to one song, they only had time for one song, what song would make somebody an instant fan of Trey Nash? Uh, I think the song uh, Stop would actually make somebody a, 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 a good fan of me um, because I think that's the most, I don't want to say it's the most accepted song, but that's that's the song that I've heard the most praise from. And that's also the song if I was to perform, if I had one song to perform and somebody was to just bring me up to perform, that's also the song that I would perform because it has everything in it. It has good production, has good flows, has good lyrics, it's hype and things like that. So I think that would be the one song. Have you uh, done any performing of your own music yet? No, not yet. Have you been out kind of trying to network and find people that are having shows just to be an opener or get get some way to get yourself on that stage? Uh, uh, not yet. Uh, lately, like I said, I've been working on my sophomore album. So lately I haven't really found time to do that, but I've, I've definitely started. Though. Gotcha. And how I end every interview, it's what I call the digital soapbox. You get up to one minute to look dead in the camera, and you get to end the interview on whichever notes you want. Whether you want to go inspirational, motivational, sales pitch, whatever you want to do, it's your way to kind of end the interview on your own tone. Okay. Well, um, how I want to end the interview is I just want to get a lot of people to understand that you can, you can do what you want. You don't have to be a follower. You don't have to like this type of music just because – some of your friends like you don't have to like these type of clothes just because some of your friends like it um you know do what you want to do do if you like that music like it it doesn't care i don't it doesn't matter who who doesn't like it and stuff like that be yourself and a lot of people say like well i don't i want to do this but i don't know how to do it or i want to do this but i don't know if i can do it just do it it's not that hard we live in 2020 where you can do anything it's people who sit in front of a camera on youtube and just make money making certain sounds in a microphone because that's what AR is so i just feel like if you can make money doing that if you can uh if you can do that and live a healthy lifestyle and things like that you can do anything absolutely and let everybody know where where can they find you online uh you can find me on instagram at i am trey nash and you can find me on spotify and any other streaming service at trey nash <laughs> I hope you liked the episode. I thank you for listening. Unfortunately, there's no sponsored music at the end of this one. If you would like your music heard at the end of a Collins Conversation episode, just go to collinsconversations.com backslash contact. Send me a message. I'm sure we could work together. Get your music heard on the podcast. The best thing about having your music on a podcast episode, these things live forever. It's never going away. So even... If people listen to this five years from now, they'll be able to find your music. CollinsConversations.com